Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Mitch Wonders coming to you live from the heart of Central Texas. So I'm no longer wondering if this inflation thing will hit home. It has, and it does. But here's what I'm wondering about. What are some of the ways maybe from back in the day that we can bring back to help fight this thing? Maybe bring them back permanently so if this inflation ever lets up, and I'm not sure if it will because I think the Fed hates us, we'll be that much better off. Special guest today, Vincent, coming to uh, to us from West Virginia Good old friend of mine, uh, going to tap into some of that Appalachian wisdom, and maybe between the two of us, we can help you smooth this thing out. So stick around. I think it's going to be a good one. There you got it. Yeah, no. Just nothing like high tech. How you doing, Vincent? I'm doing well, Tim. How you doing? I am on top of the world. Thanks for asking. And I'll tell you, we, we've talked about it in a few episodes because I know you're a follower. I know you're, but uh, and I appreciate that. But uh, and and we've done a, couple, a, a few wellness ones, and like various gurus of the wellness world invariably include in their tips uh, for wellness to stay in touch with friends. And this podcast, if nothing else, helps me do that. So it's uh, it's good to see you, my friend. Oh, it's good to see you too. Glad we can keep in touch. Yeah, and I also like your uh, cat shirt. I, I really do. It's uh, people don't know that you and I worked together at Cat for for some time back in the day, which was nine years ago. I don't know, seven years ago. Seems like <laughs> but, <yesterday. laughs> but uh, yeah, you probably still have nightmares of coming in. Oh, he's still here. <laughs> he's still here. No, I know, dude. I I would never think that, but you, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> time or two you probably hated me but oh no i mean I, I i still think we should do like a, a get together with 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 you me jeremy old cornbread get phil whitovich hey phil what's up get darren neely darren what's up yep. get all the boys back together just for a quick one maybe do a picnic out in west virginia or something yeah i see darren once in a while because he lives where i you know in morgantown and uh oh does he oh once a year i'll run into him somewhere and uh and Phil, I talked to him. Uh, I chatted with him the other day, actually. He uh, sent yeah. a message. He started a new job. So, actually, in the same plant I used to work at in uh, Wheel near Wheeling. So, he's he's making boats now. Yeah, Phil's doing great. I think he's got himself, you know, the wife and kid. Singular, maybe I don't know, plural by sometime soon. Bacon's got kids. Holy cow! That good old bacon. But 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 uh, as I'm. Wondering about this, you know, I usually, I'm thinking about who would, who would I like to discuss with? And I don't know why, out of the blue, uh, you came up on this because it's like, you know, you, we, of course, we work together, we talk a lot, but, but I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, because inflation is kicking me into scones. I don't know about you, but every time I turn around, it's something different. Oh, it's insane. My, my, for example, I help raise my granddaughter. And, and of course, I have, still have a son that lives at home who, that's another issue, but he's 29 years old and I can't, I mean, it's crazy when I go to the store for groceries and mm. I mean, I've literally spent thousands of dollars in groceries this year and it's just went, I mean, it's insane. It's, I get I mean, surprised every time I go. Cause you know, I've been shopping for me and the boys for decades and it's like, I walk in and it's like, well, for example, I was, I just, I thought I'd splurge and I was going to go get a brisket dinner because I'm in Texas, but I'm telling you there's great brisket everywhere. But I went to get it at Rudy's, which is normally a fairly reasonable twenty-eight dollars a pound. 
28 bucks a pound. That's insane. I went to uh, just like even going out to eat fast food now. I mean, you can't even go to McDonald's without spending, you know, with a family without spending 50, 60 bucks. It's it's, it's just gotten outrageous. Me, me and my uh, my youngest son, Kellen, we stopped. Uh, we were just you know, in a bit of a rush, but we stopped at five guys in Washington. We each got just a basic cheeseburger and we split an order of fries. Thirty dollars. Oh, man. What? What? <laughs> Five guys way out of my league, Tim. That's that stuff's pricey. Well, apparently, it's out of mine too. But I guess that's. <laughs> but what? But what I was wondering is like, why don't we get back to some of the you know the simple stuff we used to do back in the day? Uh, and a lot of the stuff, and I say back in the day, Vincent, because I'm a lot older than you. I don't expect you to relate. But but it's but it's uh but it's like little things like uh well we're talking about grocery store and stuff and then going out. That's yeah, a nice splurge now again. We don't do it often, but. You know, for me growing up, it was, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I had in my family nine kids and my mom and dad. So 11 of us going out was a big deal. Oh, but wow. even, but back, I know, back in, back in the, first of all, we had to find a banquet hall big enough for us, but, uh, we, we, it's, we did a lot of cooking at home, you know, using fresh local ingre- ingredients. So you're getting healthier. You're supporting a local economy and it's not as expensive, right? Yep. Well, I mean, I think I can relate a little bit, even though I was born in the 70s, you know, 1970. Um, I grew up in southern West Virginia and, you know, West Virginia has this stereotype. Everybody's a hillbilly, which is not true. But, you know, I never considered us to be poor. But, you know, we didn't have a whole lot growing up. And like you're saying, if you have a big family, you, you don't get that opportunity to go out to eat very much. And like where I grew up, um you know, I think with my dad being older, he was one of the greatest generation. He was in World War II. He was older when I was born. You know, he had that mindset of, you know, he lived through the Depression. My mom, you know, was a little bit younger than him, but, you know, she knew what it was like to grow up poor. She had literally counting all the, like her her mom was married twice and her dad was married twice. So in, with all that together, it's a West Virginia story. She had 19 brothers and sisters and, and even my, and I found out that on one side of that family, not, I'm not related to them, but for example, my aunt, um, her great grandfather fathered 33 kids by three different women, all named Rebecca, which is a crazy West Virginia <laughs> And Well, that's not so, that's not so simple West Virginia story. I was, I, I, I just, this year I was uh, dating, <laughs> not at the same time, two girls named Sandra. So, you know, it can happen. <laughs> so he had he had 33 kids. But anyway, and my, and my great-great-grandfather, you know, he fathered like 20-some kids. And and so there's, you know, there was a lot of big families, and they had to raise what they ate. And there was, you know, and even going, you were, you know, even talking about, you know, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, even when I grew up, you know, mom and dad, it was a big deal to have a garden. Like, we would have never you know even today you look really? no one people would think we're crazy buying bottled water or i or, do i still every time especially if you buy a bottle of smart water and you're like you look at it well evidently i'm not because i just bought this thing yeah but, paying, you, but know, you bring up for a cup of coffee it's it's i mean <laughs> i still i still be insanity i'm, I'm happy because i just got back from a a week-long uh, road trip for work and i'm i'm, I'm like uh, good i can have good coffee now because Starbucks is just ridiculous, first of all, but it's just out of control. But 
The time frame you brought up, though, I think is important because I think it's what they refer to as the nuclear age. And I haven't heard that phrase in a while, but I think it started like in 1945, but ended like after the 80s. So that age that you just that you just referenced was the exact time frame that I think we need to start looking back on, you know, and doing things like the garden. I miss my garden so much in Illinois. I had a little 30, 30 by 15 garden. And honestly, one month I, I was talking about it so much at work. My, one, of, one of my friends was like, tell you what, I'll bet you can't go a month just eating out of your garden. Five dollars was the bet. But uh, I did it, you know, just, you know, you're eating, you know, taters, a lot of taters, uh, beans, black eyed peas coming up, of course, tomatoes, of course, peppers. But just talking about that you know, kind of breaks my heart. I've got like a, 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 a pot on the patio right now. And I'm lucky here in Texas, it's growing year round. But I've got three different kind of pepper plants in there. I tried growing tomatoes, uh, Vincent, but the damn squirrels kept eating them. It got so bad. I know it got so bad. You know, I've got an angular fence around my, my deck. I looked out one day and I was like, oh, that's cute. That squirrel's playing with a tennis ball. It was a green tomato off my plant. So <laughs> I was like, like you son of a. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you but know, you're right, though. I mean, gardens I think, are fantastic. Yeah. And, and I remember I hated doing it when I was a kid, but I can really appreciate it now and what they had to go through. Because not only did they raise this literally probably a couple acres. I mean, it's, it was a big, big garden, um, you know, with corn and cucumbers everything the green beans but then we had to string those beans and then we had to can everything so they yeah, made sure canning. we had enough for the winter so my mom was real big into canning and and, yeah. and i could never hoe a, a a potato hill right to suit my dad like i could never do it right but going in the garden <laughs> and trying to pull weeds and all this stuff oh it was brutal when you're like eight or nine ten years old but man i can appreciate it now like just you know, what they had to do to provide. And and not only that, but I mean, they used to, people in the area, which mom and dad probably did it maybe more when I, before I was born, but, you know, they would raise hogs or, or you know, somebody yeah. in the family would raise a cow and they would split it or things like that. So, I mean, there was, that was how they did it to keep it simple, to stay away from the grocery store as much as possible, you know. That's I mean, because also growing up in my in a small town where I did in North Central Illinois, my my dad was a uh, chiropractor in town. Sometimes he got paid in eggs, and he didn't mind. He'll bring home eggs for the family. And sometimes we drive, you know, three miles outside of town because that's all it was, and go get eggs. Or I think, and also one thing was kind of fun for me. I don't think it was so much for the necessity of having a garden, but seasonally I would grow stuff that like pumpkins. You know, they come in later in the year. So I'm all I'm well into fall with uh, squash and pumpkins and, and Brussels sprouts, stuff like that can handle the cold weather. Good stuff. But what I mean, other things we had to do, too. I don't know about you, because we talked about living in big families. Uh, uh, when you like my, my buddy DT was on this show quite a bit, actually kind of like a co-host. But uh, you you when something like strips like shoes, like for DT was telling me. He's got work boots that he's had for like maybe 15, 20 years because every time the soles were out, he just gets them resold. And I don't think we do a lot of, you know, stitch it up and make it work. You know what I mean? If you get a hole in your pants, let, let mom sew it or let dad sew it, whatever. But get them back on and get some life out of it. Everything is throwaway. But I'll tell you a story about a pair of shoes when I was a little kid. And and um, I never was able to get like the name brand stuff. You know, like, Yeah, me either. Everything was like the Sears was the highest brand I got. So remember the Sears winter shoes? Do you do you ever have a pair of those? 
No, I mean, I do, re- I do agree though, because JC Penny was high end for us. Yeah. So, so we, my mom bought me this pair, and you only got one pair of shoes for the school year, and yeah. that's what you yeah. had to last. So, anyway, my mom bought a pair of, I don't, know, I think it was probably like six or seven, and I had this pair of green sear shoes, and they were kind of like vinyl, or um, can't, I don't know what you call that material, but you know, it was like real slick and. Um, whatever the material was. And then, so anyway, I'm outside playing and we had a set of those, you know, the, the famous, uh, lawn darts. Oh yeah. And, you know, that the were jerks. Yeah. <laughs> and I d- decided to throw one of those. Well, unfortunately I was throwing it overhead and I did not let go of it in time. And instead of throwing it out, by the time I let go, it went straight down. And it oh went no, not your shoes, not your shoes. It went through my shoe, in be- thank God, in between my toes, and it scraped my toe, but that was the only injury I had. It could have literally went through my foot. And Those things were great. So I had to wear this pair of shoes with this hole all the way through it all year long until I got a new pair of shoes. So I was there a you go. reminder to, number one, don't play with the darts, and <laughs> Those were great. I could, I can remember just for all we're worth, just breaching down and throwing as high as we can. I'm surprised we didn't go through a car, car roof or something. Yeah. But we have the same thing with the jacket too, though. You go to, you get a school jacket at the beginning of the year. You get a school yep. pair of shoes. And for gym class, no, you're not getting Converse. You're going up the shops, you know, grocery store or, or shoe store and getting their knockoff. Yep. You know, they don't stick it all in the basketball court. Cause I could have been a legend, Vincent. You know me. I That's could right. have been a basketball legend, but I had the cheap shoes that wouldn't stop. When you went running, you'd slide instead of stopping. But yeah, I mean, you know, today, I mean, kids get, you know, everything's got to be name brand. Everything you got to have so much. I mean, it's. I mean, we're spoiled, really. I mean, look at how many TVs, oh, yeah. we have, how many. Yeah, you, you know, know, we grew up with three channels and one black and white and TV in the house, and that was it. You know, I mean, yeah, we're really are spoiled today. We really are. And that's one thing, too. It's like, you know, not only that, but also, you know, the family kind of, first of all, you probably talked to each other a lot more than you you do today. But also, it's like, you know, you got three channels on TV. So everybody's going to agree what we're watching on Saturday night. And then you all sit around and watch that together. So I think that's part of it. But also, uh, you you mentioned all the, the large families and myself as well. But what about hand-me-downs? There's no such thing today, I don't think. I mean, I honestly wore clothes my sister's, older sister's wore. <laughs> I did. Yep. I mean, my, I didn't never wear the jeans with zippers on the side, but, you know, it, some of their, like, college shirts and stuff, I, I definitely did. Actually, the house I grew up in was kind of a hand-me-down. We, we uh, my dad, uh, you know, back in the, there were coal camps, and there's still remnants of those back in the, you know, like Southern West Virginia, where you see a lot of these old company houses where they look the same. Um, and they used to have these coal camps where these houses were all basically like, you know, cookie cutter houses in a row on the side of these hills. Well, when they were t- tearing down some of these places um, years ago, my dad literally bought, was able to buy this house for like $20, the lumber in it. And that was the lumber that basically constructed most of our house I grew up in. And it was, you know, it was real small. We had, my mom and dad had a bedroom and 
my sister and I shared a bedroom until she got a little older Then my dad kind of put a small room in the basement. So when I grew up, I didn't really have a, we didn't have a big family, you know, not like my mom did, but, but, you know, we had a very simple house. It was small, but, and we had to use coal heat. We had a coal stove. And then I remember when I was like 10 or 11, my dad was able to afford to put in a coal and wood furnace. So he put it in the basement and, uh, but my job was cutting wood as a teenager, cutting wood, shoveling coal. Um, but cutting wood was one of the things I miss about doing with my dad because we would go cut trees out on my grandpa's land and we had a little bulldozer and we'd pull them out. That was my job in the summer, but I got to spend time with my dad doing that, but it was simple, but you know, that was survival back then. I mean, it was like, you know, you didn't take it lightly. You had to get the wood. You had to get that fuel. There's a lot of times. You know, a lot of times I'm thinking I'm doing I'm doing stuff because ain't nobody else going to do it for me. You know, we actually had you know my my when my parents moved from Chicago to the small town. I keep talking about in our first house we had a coal burning furnace furnace as well, and I was uh, you know to earn my allowance. Part of my job was to keep that coal burner you know stoked, and it's just so creepy. I can see it now because it it barely fit in the stone basement. You know the walls weren't finished or nothing. The floor wasn't finished. It was a dirt floor. And I'd have to like go down and kind of crouch and open up this hot ass door and, and put cold. Like, <laughs> yep, it's hot heat. It man. wasn't hot. I know, but there's no. But that it's funny because that's not that long ago. Because I told, you know, I saw a. a, a oh God, forgive me, because I'm going to re- refer to the. But on uh, Instagram, there was a post somebody put out that 1971 is as close to 2023 as it is to 1919. I saw that. So it's yeah. like. Yeah, so when so when you put it in that perspective, what we're talking about isn't that ridiculous? Because the nuclear age, I don't know. When do you? Let me just ask you. Just you know, when do you think we we started getting more complex? I mean, more. I mean, just pick a decade. Well, I imagine the seventies. You got. I mean, look at you know you had, which I think TV dinners were invented earlier, but you. you more people started affording microwaves like the seventies and. Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if, if you would ask me, I would have said 80s. You know, you got the the era of, you know, everything Wall Street, um, uh, all the all the but it, the, the nuclear age ended in 1991. So I think, again, it's all tied to that. It's all, you know, people lost that uh, simplicity because that lifestyle didn't, you know, just, you know, we weren't all sure. They weren't never not weren't never. But first of all, it's a double negative, And I apologize. Thank you for not calling me out. But it's not that they never upgraded but we were constantly following you know the latest trends uh was, but people like you were just saying even that job that you had you got to spend more time with your dad and that you know people found you know pleasure in the basic things you know, and they they kind of they really valued what you had because you know there was no replacement so it was like i think it was just basically what i'm getting at is i'm wondering when did we lose our contentment with you know just the simple life yep. it's 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 everything so just God frenetic these days. I would definitely agree with you that the eighties is when everything exploded because things became more common. I mean, what you had, you know, MTV, VCRs, um, MTV. Atari. Thank you. That's a video, good one. Video games, right? All that. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, video games. Yeah. VCRs. So, it's like so it, that took us away from 
the family unit, you know, and like even I know the only other thing I did because there was such a generational gap. But the other thing I used to do with my dad and I'll always treasure it is like he would take me squirrel hunting. You know, as a true West Virginian, we would go, we'd go hunting. I remember you telling me about that. And so, you know, those are some fond memories I had. And even when we used to take a dog with us uh, and even when my dad was older, he died in 2002, but a couple years before he died, I was able to take him on his last trip squirrel hunting. And, and I mean, I'll never forget that, you know, just um, watching him, you know, sit in the woods and just spending that quiet time together. You know, that was very, it was very touching. And it's funny. It's, it's but you're right though. It's like, I, as, as you're saying this, I'm thinking of, you know, my, my dad raising nine kids didn't have a lot of time to, you know, to spend one-on-one time with you. But uh, and my mom either, you know. But uh, I, I remember times, you know, same thing with my mom. She taught me some things about cooking and about shopping, and I, I value them still today. And my dad, simple things like, I don't know why, but when we went on like a family vacation, and he wanted to, you know, sneak away and go out to breakfast without taking, you know, thirty-seven kids with him, he would wake me up to go with him. It was oh, like, wow. I was like, that's cool. I mean, you know, I'd be just sitting there oblivious. I'm sure my hair was all over the place. Uh, a bowl of a bowl of cornflakes and he's just crushing some corned beef hash or something or or cornmeal mush because he was old farm boy but uh but maybe maybe those connections i like to think that you know i think my my youngest son right actually both my kids probably have picked it up where they valued their parents uh, it's and i see it definitely and i valued that that time with them luckily i've been able to travel with my youngest son around the world and at uh, those times I mean, even this picture you see behind me is called father and son. It's like, I value that. And I think we should. And I know you're a good parent. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that everybody, well, maybe they, maybe they are because we're pretty common as much as we try to fight it, Vincent, we're pretty ordinary. So maybe other people are feeling the same way. Oh, I think so. I mean, I think everybody has their moments and we just don't talk about it as much. Right. So, I mean, just, I remember like my grandfather, he was born in 1894 and he died in 1990. And, uh, but he lived in an old shack. He had a beautiful old farmhouse that he sawed all the wood for and it burned down in 83 and all, oh man, the treasures in that house yeah. were like, uh, the beds upstairs still had like corn husk, you know, they were filled with corn husk mattress. They call them corn tick. I think is what they call them. But, uh, he had, this old shotgun that he was going to give to me and it got burned up, but it was an old single shot that was, you know, hundred years old. He had an old picture of my dad over the fireplace, a picture of the army unit, you know, this big wide picture of his platoon um, over the fireplace. And just, it was so sad when that house burned, but my grandfather would tell me so many stories about, um, the old days and, you know, the simple life that he had. Uh, sorry about that. He he would tell me about, you know, the early days and about running a sawmill and running a corn grist mill. And uh, he had an old steam engine remnants of it there. And I mean, I know this is way before the fifties, but you talk about a life that was, I mean, I know they lived a hard life, but it was fulfilling, you know, and he, he loved to, talk about family and love to talk about, you know, you know, seeing inventions like, you know, he was afraid of electricity. Like my dad had to 
call and his mom had to sneak around and wire electricity to his house. And my grandpa didn't even know it until he got home one day, you know, things like that. Yeah. It is incredible. You mentioned, you know, 1894, 140 years ago, 130 years ago. It's not that long. Even our country's just not that old, Vincent, I'm telling you. Yeah. And another, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you some more stories. My sister's my, I had a half sister. She, she died a few years ago. She was 20 some years older than me. Her father was born in the 1880s. Figure that one out. I don't want to. I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll have to tell you that story sometime. Yeah. You, you're going to have to, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad to me because I think honestly, like, you know, I think I, I, I that's why. Because I knew I knew you and I probably had these discussions back when we were working together. That might be why I figured like when, when this came up, when I'm thinking about all this, you know, the simple life and getting back there and some of the simple values. I knew you'd be the right person to talk with, Vincent. And I, and I really appreciate you taking the time on on a day off to uh, sit down with me. Oh, no problem, man. I I feel like we definitely need to embrace that again. Put our phones down and you know, as family units. I mean, I even at my house, I see my granddaughter. Everybody, everybody's got a phone watching a video, watching something like we need to, you have to make that time to make memories, right? I mean, the goal is to make memories and it's, it's not about just having stuff, you know, it's, it's being able to do things together and, and sharing, you know, and learning the value of things, right? Learn the value of time, the value of spent a family the value of, of you know, even if you cook together, all like we're just talking, all the little things. It, and we could still have that today, I think, even with all the stuff. We just have to make it a priority and and really focus it's just, on those things, you know. Make an effort. Because I honestly, as I was leaving, I was going to, what would say, going through a hotel lobby today in Houston. There might have maybe 10 people in the lobby. And I'm looking around, every damn one is looking down. Everybody was looking at their in their hands, like breaks my heart. But maybe that's uh that's something we should we should maybe we'll offer an approach on, on another episode. But uh, again, thanks Vincent for uh, for hanging out with me today. We should do this again. We should definitely maybe we should get together in person again and kind of live what we're talking, right? Yeah, and 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 I do feel just one more thing. I feel like that's very true about friends. Like if, even if now we have we have so many people, right? We see them on Facebook or see them on Instagram or see them whatever. Mm-hmm. Do we take the time to make the personal little notes or to take, you know, give a phone call? Um, yeah, and I feel like point. that's part of living and I fail at that is just, you know, keeping in touch and doing those kind of things. Yeah. We need to, we need to do that and need to do that with others too. Right. Just, just keep, keep people, you know, just don't make an effort to, to keep people's, keep relationships going. That's what it's all about. Great. I agree. I'm doing it later today with some friends that came in from uh, from Michigan. I'm going to take some. I'm going to give them my Saturday because it's good to see them, and I want to make sure that uh, that they that they know I appreciate it. Awesome. But hey, uh, Vincent, I'll let you get on with your day. I'm getting ready. I got to make. Well, say I got friends coming over, so I got a clean house, right? But yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll talk to you next time, man. Good seeing you All again. Right. Good to see you. Thank you.